Welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Movie Podcast. Podcast, I am Eric. And I'm Spencer. And today, we've got a very special movie. Uh, one that I enjoy deeply. Uh, Guava Island. Good, because we're doing a deeply dive yeah. for this, this deep movie. Dive. So I'm glad you deeply enjoy it. There we go. Um, I was like, why'd you say deeply dive? <laughs> Stupid. Because you just said it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Island. what's cool? This, you know, just one detail right off the bat. Let's get started. Is it's a, it's a <laughs> short movie. It's fifty six. Very minutes, short. Very which short. we'll probably dive into a little bit mm. deeper. Thank you. As we go here. Thank you. But um, uh, yeah. So I'm kind of doing a watch along. Not an yeah, official that's, watch that's, along. That's what we. That's what we do. But right when it's, usually I have to fast forward yeah. a bit and stuff. But usually we even run like an hour and a half on these. So mm-hmm. uh, deep dives. You know, this one might end up so. being a shorter episode, even though maybe it's a deep dive. you know I think we always think that. Yeah, and then it ends up being like yeah five hours long, probably. You know, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, this so this one came out in 2019. It was like a shocking surprise just drop. Yeah. Too. It yep. just came out of nowhere. This is fresh off of. This is uh, Donald Glover, by the way. Yep. Uh, starring in this as the, as the main main dude and uh-huh. Rihanna too as the main dude. Unreal! What a cast. Uh, yeah, just simple, right? It's a very very small cast. We got a lot of extras, but main characters pretty pretty simple. Right. Um, and this was fresh off the back of This Is America, uh, mm-hmm. the song and the music video that just destroyed everything basically. Dude. Right. Crushed game changer. it. Cru- yeah, game changer really. And um, that song is featured in the movie as well. Right. Little, little bit different, but um, yeah, pretty much the same vibe. So reworked, but yeah, some some tracks honestly sound like just exactly the same. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like some parts of of the track. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then some sound a little bit reworked or whatever, but in a mm-hmm. cool way. Yeah. Um, yeah. He but has um, just this like movie this- is classified as as a musical. Um, and I guess, uh-huh. yeah, it is, but the musical portions aren't really that long either. Right. That's one, one like thing. Like maybe I a to... verse and a chorus. Usually. Right. And that's what I wanted to talk about too. One thing is it's like, it is like a musical, but it's not like everybody breaks in a song and dance. No, no. Half the time not. it's like very kind of probably using this term, uh, incorrectly in this context, but almost like a diegetic musical where it's like Mm -hmm. there's like a purpose for like that's that's right one of the first things is like (laughs) him like an organic musical maybe or something where like one of the first bits of him playing music and singing is he's just sitting in a room playing guitar and singing and then yeah yeah like it's not like that's pretty realistic Mm -hmm. or like he's a radio dj singing on the radio or he's at a concert right 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 yeah yeah one of them is him playing at a what they call the festival that happens right at the end of the movie right it's not just like random song i think the only one that is could be classified as non see the soundtrack anyway for for this right particular moment is when they're singing on the beach Uh um and he does his cool little chess bop dance. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so that one, I would say, because the, the soundtrack to that, the music, the melody is non-diegetic. Yeah. But obviously, like, it's tough with musicals to specify right. what is, you know, the correct diegesis for each thing. Uh-huh. Um, but, but, but in that case, it is that, that uh, moment, I think, there are some out-of-world... Uh, 
right sounds and then uh-huh. in other musical moments that everything's in in the world of the film so it's diegetic yeah. sound so right yeah yeah really um really interesting dynamic i think that of to do a musical like this too and it's it's not just a musical and it's like you were saying it's not a musical in the traditional sense either where uh-huh. you have big musical numbers and everyone kind of like you said breaks out right into dance and, and song and everything but it, it's more the music kind of aids the scene yeah um and it's not even the main focus or the main theme uh is to have music it mm-hmm. doesn't seem forced either because it, it, it at its heart it really is a kind of a socio-political drama very much uh, so that gets you to think too um and uh-huh. I, but it, again the message isn't really that difficult to understand either yeah it's it's about just like industrialization and unions uh-huh. and kind of standing up for yeah. what's right and it's very simple Super. it's yeah really boiled down really simple and i feel like just yeah the the way that they give this movie to you is very digestible and i was gonna say almost in a way you can like look past the message if you really felt like it if you were like a little kid watching this you don't need to know the message and you could still enjoy it sure yeah yeah there's like colors and music and like fun like (laughs) everything little kids love yeah sort of the beginning <laughs> yeah. what, what are they like colors like sound i think they, colors and shapes right just, um yeah. the movie <laughs> it opens with like uh uh you know a folk a tale, 2d, a, a 2D animation story. yeah yeah folk tale like, mm-hmm. looks like uh it's like the beginning of moana or something exactly like i was thinking like, it, it it feels like a, a beginning of a disney movie yeah in, in, a, in the best way possible too and rihanna's of that style telling of, the story and rihanna okay cool <laughs> and that that just the style of animation uh-huh. uh and and like the words uh and the verbiage that's used yeah in the to tell the story and everything too and then she gets it explained oh yeah it's just a bedtime story that my mom told me and uh-huh. it's you know about this about the island guava island right. or whatever so yeah, very very interesting kind of opening too, which I think I would love to see an animated version of this movie too if they actually like dope. decided to to I mean they would never, but if right. they did, um to see a really crazy because there are some weird antics especially from Glover's character that he does, yeah. very interesting kind of body movement that yeah, they could so translate like, really well into 2D animation, I think. He's like a very animated actor yeah. and performer at, mm-hmm. in this. He's just like I feel like this role for him is cool because it's kind of like he he always seems like he's doing himself in a way. You sure, know? yeah, yeah. In yeah. different projects. He, Childish Gambino, I, I right. should say. Yeah. Or, his, yeah. his persona of Childish Gambino. Right, but this feels just like a little separate somehow. He's like, mm. just feels like a little less cool or something. Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I mean, he's not like, Lando in this, right? Right. So, yeah, Lando's yeah. super cool. Uh-huh. Like his character Earn in Atlanta is pretty yeah. cool. Which uh, the director of this movie right, did some the... of my favorite episodes of Atlanta too. Yeah. So I think that's you know um, uh-huh. Hiro Murai, right? Is his yep. name? So awesome. I lo- I just love that. Just this kind of dynamic of taking uh, people that you work professionally with, yeah, um, and just. You know, and I'd work well with too, uh-huh. and using those relationships to to move into something else, like a fifty-five minute project. Right. Pretty awesome. And yeah, and it's such a different vibe and just packaging and everything from Atlanta. So it's cool that they yeah definitely work together yeah. on this, and it's that different. Mm-hmm. Sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the aesthetics too of this because it Let's is it. very interesting. Um, I think the four three aspect ratio has become mm-hmm. kind of a meme 
recently with the Snyder yeah. Cut coming out, right? And it's that kind of squarish with the black bars on the side. Um, and everyone's been kind of talking about it recently. I don't know about you. When I watched the Snyder Cut, I didn't think it really bothered me at all. Because my, my it, it actually on in that, that one, it, yeah, in that in that case, you don't really lose any picture because it was actually shot vertically like that. So in cinemas what they do for a movie shot like this they'll actually zoom in so it has the full screen effect so you're actually missing things on the top and the bottom right if they were to do that for something like this movie as well and that's what it would in the say traditional like screen modified for your for your for screen your, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but yeah i think my my deal with the snyder cut is like and there's like the disclaimer in the beginning like right because that was his vision his, and which yeah. is like you, you don't have to explain it just let it happen or whatever <laughs> but also right. like i'm guessing that whatever they were doing on set their monitor probably had guidelines and they probably weren't framing anything important outside those guidelines so no yeah because not... everything in the square frame is what he basically wanted right, right? exactly and it, it look, it'll look good on an imax screen if you're ever to watch yeah. it on imax like this so. movie would as well if, right you know yeah and then i um, think this one is yeah. kind of just that format because it's shot on 16 millimeter which is gonna mm-hmm. be i think I think just that shape anyway. So I think, uh, well, so it's the four, three aspect ratio. And then also the very strong film grain effect. It really makes this uh, film look like a portrait. Basically. Uh I think that was, that was, that was the intention anyway. That's my, that's my kind of reading of it is to make it look like that. It looks like an old timey picture that's moving because it has the grain and it's not like bothersome either where you're like i can't really see the picture Uh it's just rough enough to give it this weird and interesting antique look yeah kind of like lo-fi and it really fits Mm. like i feel like you know i like i really like to like shoot photos on film and like uh i i really hope to someday shoot uh, some like footage on film um and you know this aspect ratio whatever cool I've tried to mess with it with some little projects and stuff, but it's really easy to do it because it seems cool and then have yeah, it sure, feel sure. just like a little bit like gimmicky, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and even when, especially when people try to like um, emulate that and then it's like, oh, well, yeah, you just put like a film grain on this, but you used like the sharpest lens you could ever use. Yeah. And like yeah. your color grading Super is like weird. so off the wall that it's mm-hmm. like, this doesn't fit. Like these things don't go together. Like you're not like, but this feels very like, I think when I was explaining this movie to you the other day to do the episode, I was like, it kind of feels like a, um, like a TV movie. Like a movie made yeah, for yeah, TV, yeah. just like some old And it fits thing. that runtime too. For yeah, exactly. It's in between an extended episode and a feature-length film. Yeah, and it just like feels like something like that like one of my grandmothers would watch or something. It's like, <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, yeah, this is just some old thing from, you know, yeah. the place I, there. You know, doing a bit of research, um, there have been strong com- comparisons to uh, like a visual album. Because right. uh, I guess like you can, ar- there's an argument for that too. But this is strictly it is a feature film. But yeah, um, something like Beyonce's Lemonade, uh-huh. it, it got a lot of uh, attention with that and kind of uh, grouped in with something like that to have a visual album and to show it's like okay, it's it's like here is like an extended music video kind of a thing right. that that feel to it. Um, but then there's also like a story 
and then all the songs are kind of connected like, it's yeah really interesting i feel like it's i i'd like to hear donald glover talk more about you know what came first the songs or i'm sure there's some sort of interview that he did about this but he is sort of elusive too yeah. um <laughs> he's a tricky guy yeah but yeah so this came out in 2019 but this is america came out in 2018 mm. which was also uh super cool the way he did that where it just came out it, the, yeah. similar to the movie like uh-huh. he was gonna host snl and be the musical guest which is mm-hmm. so sick and i've I've always mean to like look up if anybody else has done that before, but I can never, uh, I never follow through with actually looking it up or know how to really look it up well. Right. Um, but what kind of question you're going to ask the Google. Yeah. What, what yeah. am I going to type into Google for that? Um, but either way, like, uh, yeah. So then he was on and then that music video just dropped that night mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was like, Whoa. Okay. Sick. Here we go. I think, and then I think he performed that song, and he performed Saturday, which is SNL Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Night so at Live. the time, you're kind of just like, oh yeah, Saturday. He wrote a song for SNL, and that was the only version of that song That's that existed. Dedication until the movie came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, this is Wait what he minute. was doing. He and was incepting like, it into. <laughs> Dude, it's like song inception, bro. Oh, radical. It's like, yeah, that was the sickest thing for me. It was like a really full circle thing. And there's another couple Mm -hmm. songs that came out that summer. Feels like summer and summertime magic, I think. Um, Yeah, that's in in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So they and those came out also in summer 2018, and this came out summer 2019 or spring 2019. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe where people get the idea that it is somewhat of a visual album. Right. You know, because it's taking these popular songs that came out like a year before and Uh putting some visuals to it too. Right. I think this has more of an in-depth story than just a normal visual album would too. I think so too. Yeah. It's like, I think it's, it's like the Donald Glover version of, of what that idea is where he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do, I want to add a visual aspect to this, but also I'll just make a fully original good story to, Mm to be the spearhead of this whole thing though right absolutely yeah um okay yeah so we talked about um some of the aesthetics here which i think is pretty interesting um and then we talked about yeah well i i think uh the animated opening kind of falls in line with the the aesthetics too right um but i also wanted to mention that this film is very bright it's 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 yeah maybe the subject matter isn't specifically you know, right for the lighting. Uh-huh. Like, like the subject matter isn't dark in a way, but it, it's not, it's not, you know, fun and, and yeah, it's sort of like know, menacing or yeah, it is, it is kind of thing. It is very ominous because like this, this organization, right? Red or whatever, yeah. the red family, they are basically running this Island, like a sweatshop, right? Uh-huh. Because there's this very rare blue silk, that they are uh they export from their island it's only it's indigenous right to uh-huh. to guava island and this is all fictitious of course but um, i like that so, it is just like a made-up place and stuff like that yeah 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 but it symbolizes so much more too yeah. at the same time right um so so the red family they like basically they're like okay it's it's all ours and you guys have to work for us everybody on the island so there are people that are you know stitching like rihanna she's in the stitch factory area mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, I believe Danny is, is Donald Glover's character's name. I believe he works yep. at the cargo area, right? Um, mm-hmm. for, for Red. And so it, it, it is very interesting to, to kind of think about how their, their movement uh, and agency in the film relates to them feeling entrapped by this Red company, this right. Red family. Um, and everything too. So, like I said, like it, the the lighting is is really really interesting, and the color palette is interesting because it doesn't really reflect the subject matter at all. Um, but it does reflect, I guess, an island and tropical lifestyle. Maybe that's what they're going yeah. for, right? It's like look look at and you know you and I live in Hawaii, and yeah. we've you know we're accustomed to people making Hawaii look like a paradise. And in some ways it is, uh-huh. but some ways there are, you know, there are big problems here too right. at the same time, right? And the rest of the world doesn't always get to see that. I think maybe they're translating some of that into this where we're seeing the island that looks beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Nice beaches, great colors, um, you know, bright skies, palm trees, green grass and everything. Yeah. But then it's underneath that where we find the problems, which again, I think we can yeah. kind of relate to that living here. In yeah, Hawaii. sort of. It's in a way, it's almost not even juxtaposition because it's just visually you're just seeing something sort of beautiful. Mm-hmm. I guess then you're also seeing like the the like docks and stuff, which aren't sure, like yeah. super yeah. pretty or anything. But yeah, it's like... Um, I feel like I definitely feel like that I can relate that to Hawaii where I'm like even just filming something here, especially in school when everybody's trying to film like super moody, bummer, melodramatic <laughs> stuff. And it's like, yeah. all right, so where are we going to film this, though? At the beach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. Like it's going to this is going to be it's too tough. Pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like so. <clears throat> but in a way, it's like that's happening and it's just kind of like, well, yeah, there are bad days here, too, or there's bad days, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever this is. Uh, like I said, I'm just playing this in the background, and it just got past the the, the animation because I waited a minute. Okay, cool. and yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I I really love how it's shot. It's just it's mm-hmm. great. I forget mm-hmm. what the the DP's name is, but um, not. I I noticed too. There are a few close up shots, but a lot of more medium close up, right? So like yeah. chest up and everything, yep. just, just to give the characters a little bit more space on a crowded island maybe to, yeah. to, to show that they have some some, some kind of space to move around. Um, right. And I love the framing uh, at the end of the movie when he's doing the concert. and Because everyone's really, all the people on the island, they're kind of unified underneath uh, his, his music that they hear on yeah. the radio, right? right? Even if it is a, a weird jingle for the Red Company that he uh-huh. works for, uh, Red Cargo. Um, and but But people love it. And I think... You know, in some way, yeah, that's why he becomes this symbol for change and, you know, the rejection of this industrialized, you know, company that just yeah. takes over the whole the whole island. Um, you know, obviously he pays the consequences uh, of, you know, of that uh, at the end of the film. Uh-huh. But but the framing of that final uh, concert that happens at the end where, he, where he's just, you know, up there singing his heart out and everything and everyone just loving him. But I, I, I love the dynamic. And whenever they do this in movies, and I think they did this a little bit in like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, whenever mm-hmm. you have the crowd and you have heads as yeah. the crowd and you just kind of see them bunching together and having a good time, and then you swing up to whoever's singing on stage and they're at this really tall and high angle shot. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's really, really great because you're putting them in a position of power. They're speaking for yeah. these people. They're speaking about these people. 
and then obviously the guy comes out with a gun and is like, hey, let's let's right. get him, right? So yeah, yeah, really, really great uh, filmmaking techniques and and style that that uh, like what you're saying about how it's shot and everything. Uh huh. Even just like kind of a full circle like uh, type thing in the beginning, he's like, um, like getting mugged by like little kids. Yeah, like almost yeah. like a little foreshadowy kind of thing, like these mm-hmm. goons with the masks and stuff, and like who he knows. Yeah, yeah he knows yeah. who they are, but they have uh-huh. their masks on. They're like, "Give yeah. me your money," and he's like, "I got no money." So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, super. Yeah, yeah. There, there are some like you just bring that up. Um, there are some interesting comedic moments in here too. Just lighthearted uh-huh. kind of feels, right? But, but again, it's it's all of a it's a mask right behind the, right. the kind of tyranny that goes on in this it's, place. So I like forget that donald glover is very funny like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that's how i you know was introduced uh-huh. to him i think like his stand-up or from community or whatever mm-hmm. um and he's like a comedic actor he like did like improv and like all the time I l- i'll listen to like podcasts and then people who did improv love podcasts so there's a lot <laughs> of like people who are like Oh yeah, when I was at I forget if he did like UCB or whatever, whatever one he did, but um they like talk about having seen him perform or like performed with him and how like how funny he was. And then like one time I was watching like an interview from somebody on community and they're like, "Yeah, sometimes between between like shooting, he would just be like working on music on his laptop." And it was just like, "Oh yeah, cool. Like you you make music too?" Like <laughs> just <laughs> people make beats or whatever right, and they're yeah. like okay oh, nice and then it come to find he's childish gambino and they're like wait a second oh, he's actually <laughs> sick yeah um oh, but now it's like wild. he's just super cool guy all the time like he doesn't really do that much mm-hmm. comedic stuff now maybe because he's he become does, so popular or yeah. he's maybe he's found a new pathway for it for himself right. too you know it's right. people change Right, yeah. and, you, and the way he, that you want to, like you said, he'll still be funny. There are comedic moments, yes, yes but it's like much, much drier, so. it's subdued and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, subtle. It's very yeah. subtle. Yeah, very much and it's so. and it, and it, but it fits the tone of this film anyway too. Yeah. It's not a laugh out loud comedy uh-huh. at all. Um, so yeah, the awesome. Tone, the tone is really cool too, where it's like, and I think the four three, the the grain, the sixteen millimeter, like I think all that really helps if this were like super crispy and digital and like, you know, shot like a studio movie right now, I think it'd feel a little goofier or something because mm-hmm. it feels kind of FPS. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like, uh, I, I feel like he used the word stilted a lot. I don't even know if I'm using that correctly, but like, it's very kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's like, do you know what I'm trying to say? How it's um, a little campy or something. Maybe. Sure, sure, yeah. Especially with the bright colors too, right? Yeah, you, you like the bright colors and the yeah. acting style, even just the way he like speaks and stuff. Sure, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if it were just like a little too clear or something, even just to look at Rihanna, if this was yeah. like shot <laughs> like you know something else that she'd be in, it'd be like, oh, that's distracting. That's Rihanna. Battleship. But like, she was yeah. in Battleship. Okay, yeah, the, the, <laughs> that's where I know her from. Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, like I think it would feel just a little bit sillier or something. But it, it's like that this layer of being removed from it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sure, feels, sure. Yeah, that's, feels a, that's a good point. Yeah, I think you definitely have to have that disconnect because they are yeah. big musical stars, right? Um, 
And I think you could, there is a version of this film that you could make without these two uh-huh. in there that maybe could be, you know, just as popular or successful. Yeah. Um, but, but to have that, I mean, to have, yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and to have that kind of star power though, is, I think is, is underrated in a sense too, because I know people really want to make some films with, with unknown people. And I'm like, yeah. you know, go for it too. Sure. Um, it's just the the dynamics of the industry is is really tricky when it comes to making a big film with with unknown. Star yeah. Wars is like one of the the bigger ones to to kind of do that. Uh huh. Um, you know, really launching like Mark Hamill's career and everything. Um, right. Back in seventy seven, uh, I think maybe even James Bond a little bit too, taking a few unknown actors yeah, uh-huh. and making them 007 or, or you know whatnot. But but it, it is tough uh, when you're not a big franchise like that to, to kind of get something. If you just want to make an indie film with a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean that in like, the most polite way as possible. But You just have to also it's difficult. accept that, like, okay, it's going to have less eyes on it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's fine. But also, and I like, you know, like I just said with the This Is America stuff, he didn't say, hey, I'm going to drop some stuff before yeah, I do SNL. Yeah. Yeah. He could have, <laughs> dude, he could have hyped that for weeks. Oh, is mm-hmm. something big coming? Like, you know, one yeah. of those things. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, sure, that, sure. Like it, it used to kill me. And this, I, I think I'm just tossing together a bunch of ideas here, but it used to kill me when I would like be doing music stuff or like, I'd see like a f- close friend do like a music thing and like really count down for like weeks and I, I was guilty of this too at like high school and like <laughs> I, I I was just stoked and we like didn't have our EP mixed or whatever so I would just be like this date it's coming out so that we'd be forced to finish it but like right 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 you, you're also, that guy in the group where yeah, you set yeah, the deadline yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also like sometimes when people promote stuff too much it's kind of like well these artists a lot of times have to promote these because that's what their label says and they can't mm. just put it out because yeah, their yeah, label yeah. saying they can't so it's like they're excited and they wish that they could just put it out right now, but they can't. So I think it's really cool when people have the ability and the cachet where he knows it's going to get listened to. He knows this movie's going to get seen to just drop it. Just yeah. drop it. Don't even put out a crate. I think there was a trailer or something because I was excited for this. I forget. Yeah, I, what I, I haven't even heard about it. For me I personally, feel like I so. like maybe I read an article or something, but then I was mm. just watching a video that said like, there was like a vague trailer and then it dropped a week later. I think he premiered it at Coachella. Um, yes. Yes. I did read that. Yeah. And that was he like, yeah. some people at Coachella like it was just, it. Mm-hmm. It, and then it was, just they were out. excited by it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I think, like, yeah, because Donald Glover, especially after this is America came out, uh, he, uh-huh. he became such a well-known face and icon in, in yep. American pop culture that people it's one of those where you just get attached to the person you go okay what's coming up next like yeah. what kind of project are yeah. they doing what are they you know what are they working on they, uh-huh. they're, they're, are they just going to write like a book or something i'll read the book or they're going to produce uh this album for another artist i'll listen to it kind of a thing so right yeah and he's obviously very talented so he's able to draw up that kind of audience it's kind of like a taylor swift thing right whatever she does her fans are there yeah, and they'll, they'll follow sure. and listen uh-huh. um yeah uh, amazing amazing um okay so as the story kind of progresses, right, we, we usually like to, to kind of do a deep dive with, yeah. with the story as well, too. Right. So we have the whole animation part. He's he's working for this radio station, and then he also works for the cargo dock yeah. area place, right? And so he um, he is uh, dating Rihanna. 
mm-hmm. Rihanna's character, Kofi, uh, Kofi Novia. And uh, she, like I said, she works as a seamstress and she's pregnant, uh, but hasn't mm. told him right yet right um so he he has a lot of other things to worry about too uh his job financial stability his music which he's very passionate about um and the whole island seems to be very passionate about his his music and songwriting um and he gets to to work one day at the cargo place and he's kind of confronting this one guy he's like oh you know i can't wait to get out of here and move to america and and then this is where this is America comes in, right? He's talking right. about like you know anywhere you go, America's an idea. Uh-huh. You know, if you want to get rich, you'll have to get somebody else rich. Yeah. That's America. This is what uh-huh. we're doing right here. You know, there's no there's no difference it's too. So sick when this is America comes on, and I think musically before this, I think the red, the red cargo jingle happens. Yes, um, yes. Which was so and that's cool. a really it's a really short. Yeah. small thing too and then the the first big one would be like this is the america sequence. right but yeah you're right uh yeah and there's not there's not even really that many songs in a way too but no it's like a handful maybe yeah but when this is america comes on and then like the machine starts with the mm-hmm. ooh, and the bead and the yeah, yeah. and then you're kind of like when you in the regular version of the song it's just kind of like a low bass synth or whatever mm-hmm. but then when i saw this in the in the movie and you see that it's a machine making that noise which is a pretty believable like motor sound or belt sure, yeah or definitely and stuff. Yeah, yeah you know that's the whole thing of like a musical is to like work it into the world or whatever but like mm-hmm. that's when i was really like oh my god this was like a vision <laughs> this was like a whole <laughs> yeah, thing yeah, yeah. a year in the making and yeah he didn't announce the movie or announce that this america was coming out before snl but like you know Maybe he knew. Maybe mastermind. Yeah, and it was just so like, oh, this is where those songs come from. Like, mm-hmm. not, and maybe it's the other way around. But either way, really cool to think of it that way. Like, that yeah. he put out the soundtrack to the musical a year before the musical. Right. Exactly. Just to conceive of this idea too, because of yeah. taking on the concept of America and American politics and economics yeah. too, and then also having the vision to create a film that argues the same thing that the song does but in right. a more fleshed out and yeah, yeah, visual yeah. way pretty um pretty talented i think to, to be able to, to kind of so do that talented yeah and also you know i i i guess i am personally putting a lot on donald glover that it's all his ideas or whatever the movie was written by his brother i believe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep absolutely and and then directed by hiro Murai. um so I, I actually yeah yeah big time and i think i said this in the um you know not to digress dig- digressing big <laughs> time this episode but um you did say this thing in in the uh in the mu- the music podcast that like so he has like this producer he works with and i mm-hmm. think a lot of his really cool music stuff comes from the producer i think he has really cool ideas mm-hmm. i think he's coming from uh just sick reference points and and you know musical background and stuff like that of course but i think he's also incredible at just surrounding himself with the correct people mm-hmm. to make Likeable happen guy. what he wants to have happen right yeah. of course yeah. it's like yeah. you know to me i'm like oh this is donald glover's movie and it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i brought up the credits let's see what he's actually credited as on this uh 
Just actor, I, I well, think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a producer. Or, okay, story by. Story, story by. Story by mm-hmm. him and his brother. So they broke mm-hmm. the story together. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, because so, like I said, I think he has this this, this concept anyway, especially when, right. when having the, the album come out a year yeah. earlier. He already yeah, has totally. this kind of idea of challenging the American uh-huh. economic and political system. Yeah. So. But, yeah. Or just yeah. any system like that, too. But obviously, right, this exactly. is America is very explicitly uh-huh. towards America. Yeah. I do like that it is, you know, with the Guava Island thing. It's filmed in Cuba, too, I, I mm-hmm. found out. But it kind of could just work for anything. Like I said, it kind of makes me think of, like, something one of my grandmothers would watch. And, like, one of my mm-hmm. grandmothers from Brazil, one's from Cape Verde. And this seems like it could kind of be. It seems it. like I think it's supposed to be set somewhere in the Caribbean, right? Uh, like it has that kind of feel or something. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah kind of islandy, vaguely kind of tropical. Yeah, just yeah again, it's because of... it's it's fictitious, so it's yeah. Not, I was, know, thinking, but it, for yeah. some reason, I thought it was filmed in Barbados because that's where Rihanna's from. Oh. I feel like people said that, <laughs> but maybe Cuba. I could be making that up too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So yeah, so the this is America comes on, and like you said, the industrial kind of machines go around too, yeah. which is oh man, I just love great foreshadowing too of, yeah. of just like his con- confrontation with the actual uh red guy. I guess yeah. it, is he like the only surviving family member or something? It's not really said, right? But he's yeah. the one in charge right now. Of you the can red tell family he's and red like yeah, <laughs> corporation. Uh, he's a big dude too. Yep. So obviously, where's orange? <laughs> So that's yeah, a little yeah. different for some reason. Uh, interesting. It's weird because all the seamstresses, they all wear uh, blue. Yeah. Yeah, right? I think. And they're, I... they're sewing the blue uh, Right. And then the or... dock workers wear the red. And he... mm-hmm. Denny wears red and blue a lot of times. Yeah, or all with no time. shirt. Right. Shirt over, unbuttoned, so you yeah, can yeah, see yeah. his chest. And, yeah. Right. Yeah, he's got, got to show Really like skin. local uncle vibes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Uh, um, but yeah, th- then when he does, uh, you know, after he does the This is America number, and then there's something like he's, the other dude is like about to talk on the phone. Yeah, because I think he's going to like report him, right? That's the whole right. idea Right, so then he like it. stops the song and stuff yeah. and just does like a crazy thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> makes yeah. A bunch but then, of crazy but then yeah, he gets pulled in, right? He gets pulled into yeah. Mr. Red's office or whatever right. it is. Um, and he's like, hey, so don't do this anymore. Like, yeah. stop. Um, because right. we don't need any union talk or any rebellion here. I'm in uh-huh. charge. I, I you know, because yeah. I think he says, right, I know what's best for everybody and then, Right. Uh, Denny is like, well, how how could you know what's best for everybody? And then he crushes uh-huh. his guitar, um, yeah. which is like, oh that's man, how it that's goes. A, that's a bummer. And he does the whole thing where it's like, you're gonna tell everybody you fell down, uh-huh. and, and yeah. <laughs> you fell down and, the stairs, right? Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, like, I, I don't understand. And this happens in so many movies. Why yeah. don't you just tell people that you didn't fall down? Like, tell them the truth. Yeah. Especially to to Rihanna's character, it's not. Yeah. She's not authority. Uh-huh. You can just tell your girlfriend who loves you, who's gonna, right. you know, who who she is knows pregnant. You're acting weird, Denny. Yeah, yeah, she definitely knew too when he was yeah. like, "Oh, I, I fell and I, I broke my guitar and I fell. Yeah. And I have a black eye." Like, just tell her, dude. Uh-huh. This guy just threatened me. Yeah, totally. And he said the just, festival's let's work off this now. together or something. Yeah. So, but I, mm. I did think it was interesting when, because you know there is really deep contrast between the red and the blue, and that's yeah, that absolutely. could be enough there. But then this dude who's, like, the boss of the red dudes is wearing orange, which feels like a choice. But then that even is more 
uh, offset from the blue where orange is actually on the opposite side of the color wheel. Yeah. So that's almost like even a little, it's like it was already contrast, but then it's like, oh, this guy is like really Hello. different from these people. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great point. There's He's like above a woman everybody in the else, office right? wearing He's above orange too. Yeah. I, maybe if you work at the corporate level, that's what you're wearing. Yeah. You're wearing the yeah, orange because yeah. you're different. You're above. Uh-huh. You control yeah. uh, the kind of production and right and every every person's life basically because uh-huh. they're all forced to kind of work for uh this company because i think there is a sign too earlier in the film when he's getting mugged by those kids where it says if you're feeling blue work for red that's funny. um and it has like the you know blue is in in blue and red is in yeah, red. yeah. Uh, the the, the uh, text anyway right really really interesting i i love to see those little bits kind of scattered around uh scenery in in films where you know yeah. like this has been going on for a while and right. that, that's explained somewhat in the uh the animation earlier but it's like this is j- this has just been the way because that sign is kind of yeah. dusty and old yeah it yeah, looks yeah. just like propaganda it's so like... maybe at some point people had a choice uh-huh and so they you know you, you yeah know, if you wanted to work then you would work for for red but now it's everyone's pretty much forced to work for them to to, to have a life on the island and basically their lives are very minimal anyway, even with working for them too. So right. brings up a really interesting dynamic about workspaces and factory workspaces and, and again, unions. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think there's something to like the simplicity and the runtime mm-hmm. and even like the, the screen feels small and like everything <laughs> yeah, feels yeah. kind of like condensed. It's an Island. It's very just And there's kind of like, the story doesn't have anything huge happening, but everything no. feels gigantic where this is just big one consequences. Day. That's, that's yeah. what it is, right? It's the consequences. And it, that, yeah. That and it's like, yeah, big stakes. And it's kind of like this concert is going to change so much. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, and he's like a total hero. Yeah. And like, it's very like, fantasy. Yeah. Super. Uh, kind of a thing. Right. But, but like, guess, this is very dreamlike. I would say this, this entire yeah. movie, especially the way it's shot and the colors and the lighting. Yeah, and totally. Everything. And it's yeah. just, but it's, packaged in such a way where like those elements like you're saying like that production design kind of stuff or like the wardrobe kind of choices and things that's like they all mean so much it's like just really kind of dialed in real perfect where it's like it's so stripped back and simple that everything that is happening is like super punchy and impactful Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I I, uh, I think I talked about and I like a lot about Goodnight Mommy, that the German yeah. horror film that yeah, you yeah. and I saw, is the simplicity of the sets and the costume design. Yet it says so much because of the script and the story and, and their you know body language and everything, too. Horror is a little bit different because you really have to exude a scary vibe. Yeah. Um, but, but I think it's a good relation to this film because, again, it's the simplicity of everything that says you know so much that that maybe you don't realize at the time but when you kind of strip things back uh you, you can kind of understand a little bit more but you know like i said it's not a complex story or film to to really you know to kind of wrap your head around and go everything symbolism but it, there are those little bits in there where it mm-hmm. does you know mean something significant but if you don't notice it the first time you're not gonna you know lose out on on much and you won't be like oh my god i'm completely lost so right you yeah but, but it's nice to have that is the uh the corners of the frame are like rounded like yeah that's why it really looks like a portrait really like the the film frame like it's Mm -hmm. um it's also like the way this is lit is very like unlit like it feels super natural 
Yeah, like it's just like the very sun natural. shining on yeah, these, just happens these palm be, trees or whatever. It's even yeah. like the yeah, when you're indoors, it's kind of like maybe they don't even have any lights on. It's like the light is some just windows are open from, or something. Yeah, yeah, the windows. yeah, very very industrial. I think, especially when yeah. they're in that factory area, definitely. Uh huh. Yeah, they, unnecessary well, too. I don't think you even need to have a lot of lighting for this because it's a right. very small set. It, it's uh-huh. it's it's you know you use the Cuban sun, which is out yeah. nice and shiny. Uh-huh. Um. It makes it feel a little bit more authentic too, especially at yeah. night when they have the festival and it's lit up by actual electric lights and everything right. too. That you was don't need to really have that much. I meant to say too, when I brought up the juxtaposition idea is like that, that it makes that night scene. And especially when he's kind of like sneaking around like the rooftops and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. feel even like just way different and like real removed from the rest of the movie and stuff where everything else is so bright and washed out and like happy and colorful and stuff. And then it's like at that last scene, it's like, Whoa, this is different. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, it's like day I, and night. Yeah. It's day and night. Exactly. Um, so, so, so he, his character is the, the symbol for change and rebellion and everything. Um, and I think this is where the story seems to, like uh, it's not it's not new we've seen this before right and it's not like i said it's not complex so it's easy to understand it it, and everyone kind of gets like oh we have to take out the the bad company right the organization we have to take out the symbol of hope before you know it becomes a full-on rebellion same thing in star wars i think even more so in the hunger games uh the books and the movies right katniss everdeen and the mocking jay they're the symbol for hope and change in the capital and this uprising from all the districts and once you take her out then the rebellion dies but that's not really you right. know the, i mean she doesn't die in those movies but but still it, you can't really put out the fire you uh-huh. know when it's become this huge forest fire in a way where right it, it's it just will consume you and that's exactly what happens in this movie he does get killed in the end yeah but uh mr red whatever shows up to his factories the next day and goes where is everybody nobody's uh-huh. here right. right what's going on and then they all kind of like push him aside and they're like ah, oh, freedom rebellion and, and uh-huh. stuff too right so again very simple but but powerful and a good message to people in the workforce who are struggling uh and and, and are having a hard time in their spaces um, there have been tons of reports lately about Amazon employees being, you know, mm. treated, you know, very poorly, having to relieve themselves in water bottles, you know, instead of actually having to go to the bathroom because it's a bummer. They need to stay on the assembly line or something like that, you know. Uh, so it's very interesting <laughs> kind thought of that was, thoughts about that. Not that it's factory d- workers. It's not funny, but I thought that was like the delivery drivers, and I'm like, yeah, that that makes sense sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been working outside lately. I'll, I'll have to carry or, uh, or not carry, but I'll, I keep an extra water bottle in the car just in case. <laughs> just in case, um, you know. But, I gotta... <laughs> yeah, that's rough I- indoors. Even that's that's not cool, man. Mm. Jeff, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, Jeff, um, what's doing? Put that away. Yeah, come on, tuck it back in. Uh, uh, yeah, but but really powerful message too. And like I said, it's simple but powerful and effective. You know, and and it's not to say you should have a violent rebellion. Mm-hmm. You know, in the real world, but you should have some kind of representation. Right. You know, a lot of big bosses and companies are afraid of unions because they can stand up for workers' rights, which yeah. means 
you know, usually it's like, oh, less money for the corporation or whatever. That's the that's the negative kind of notion behind unions uh-huh. and everything. But it's so important to have representation. Otherwise, employers won't really understand what you're going through working for them or things they could improve or things that they're right. doing great at either. So it's... it's Yeah, it's sort of just submitting that you know there's things wrong if you're not willing to have that right. be an okay thing. And most people, there's just nothing wrong with them, right? They're perfect right. all the exactly. time. So. What's the what am I yeah. thinking of like uh there's there's nothing wrong in in such and such town. Um I wonder what I'm thinking of. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably just a very like universal concept for like spooky town. Sure. Kind of sure, stuff, okay. but Sure. Sure. That I th- I'm I'm definitely thinking of something specific but I can't Everyone's smiling it. and it's perfect and Yeah. Um but yeah, let's see. Where am I at in my in my watch here i'm about i'm about halfway down and cool. yeah he has just gotten back to uh kofi at the beach um so after this point it's kind of like yeah there's one song on the beach here uh mm-hmm. that i like brief a too though right yeah a little one and he's just like oh this is your song maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it's summertime magic but i almost feel like it's a different one but the volume's off so i can't tell and then <laughs> it goes back to her workplace, the the sweatshop mm-hmm. kind of zone. And he's on the radio, but he's bummed. And instead yeah, of doing yeah, a, a like sick jingle, he just like kind of says like red All is right, like here, the company or whatever. Yeah. But then he does a song, <laughs> uh, feels like summer, mm-hmm. and that one is very like. Uh, it's like about like global warming and industrialization, and kind of I feel like it kind of brings a lot of the themes of the movie in like in one song you know what i mean um yeah sure absolutely yeah and and at a perfect time too where everyone's kind of, or yeah. he's he's down especially because he was just told like, uh-huh. festival is off you can't perform right or anything. and i think other people too yeah. it seems like they're sort of anticipating this that it's gonna happen yeah everyone's like getting like what are you gonna wear like this is a big right. thing but it yeah. also almost seems like it's like late enough in the day that they haven't heard about it where they're like oh are we actually gonna do wait this a or second no? yeah but, um mm-hmm. and then the also... one lady says oh i heard it's i heard it's off like i heard it's not right, right, right. we're not doing it so uh-huh and then rihanna's really disappointed yeah um, sad face there's now he's in a church and i was just watching a video about locations earlier today and um uh i think they said this church is from like the 1700s or like 17th century or something and the house that they that they are in in the beginning um denny and kofi's Mm -hmm. house is from 1909 uh and it's been with the same family for five generations wow and this woman who lives there now says that her grandfather or great-grandfather however many it's supposed to be uh (laughs) lost an eye at in working or something whoa and with the money that he got from that accident he bought the land um and built the house and then i noticed in the little animation in the beginning mm-hmm. the dude who like discovers the fabric oh yeah he's he only has one eye uh-huh. so i thought that and was looks like cool they little... when they kill him for that blue yeah. silk right they're like aiming at his his one uh-huh. eye as well yeah oh great yeah. observation Cool. Yeah, so I thought that was a cool little Easter egg, cool little nod, yeah, to that, that family yeah. who's who's home. That house is there. Ve- is in the movie very briefly too. It's just pretty much at the beginning, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Interesting. Yeah, not a lot of repeated 
areas too i noticed there's, like, there's actually... a few on the beach right right and then the uh the sweatshop type place there was even yeah. actually a, a repeated shot which okay okay cool cool i feel like that doesn't happen a lot but mm-hmm. it was no no this, absolutely not a shot of the radio on a table and there's a girl working at a sewing machine and like I remember just her like leg is in a very sp- or maybe I'm just thinking because I was like watching like videos about this earlier that I saw that earlier but mm-hmm. I think it might be a couple times where his music comes on the radio where they repeat the shot Interesting. which is kind of cool hey um, you're you're in a crunch just yeah. use it hey, <laughs> I didn't notice it yeah so there you go yeah um but yeah I think it's interesting that the you know they they have enough locations and even though it's on an island small island yeah too that they can kind of space things out again it's it's the it's showing the the kind of agency and and the space between characters even though they're really just subjugated to working in close conditions and and everyone kind of knows each other thing too but they still have enough space around them i would say right um one thing i'm kind of noticing too now with the camera stuff is you know like you said like that kind of portrait type look Mm -hmm. and so you know it's shot on film but there's a lot of depth of field on some stuff. For the most part, yeah. it is kind of those medium yeah. shots. But there is some depth of field. And there are some kind of close-ups where there is even more. And I feel like usually when stuff's shot on, like, film, it's not quite as as much depth of field. and mm, Not as much blur effect in the Right, exactly. Usually. And I feel like yeah. that was, like when like dslrs when people started to use dslrs a lot more they're like you can get like the craziest craziest depth of field yeah so then it it feels like that's like a new thing to have like really extreme depth of field or like you can't achieve that on film mm-hmm. but then i noticed like taking photos like my lenses have like really low apertures and stuff for my film camera so you can get a lot of depth um and but i feel like you know like i said typically you don't see that on things shot on film uh footage wise but this has sure. that a lot and it kind of i think it adds like a little bit of a modern feel to an older look in a way yeah yeah again that the interesting um point of modernity and and tradition yeah. clashing with each other or classic uh you right. know, tradition kind of clashing with each other like maybe very, doing very things with the camera that that dp would do digitally but he just happens to be doing with film film yeah, and again with the with the portrait and the and the uh, yeah. film grain too to make it seem a little bit more old timey. Uh huh. Yeah, really um, great observation. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice. I mean, I noticed there were, there were shots of depth of field. Yeah. Um, and a lot of bokeh too in, in some moments. Right. But um, bokeh. There we go. Yeah, vocab for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't really realize how inconsistent sometimes it could be on film but it still mm-hmm. looks pretty good in this movie as well yeah, so totally. i think i think if you if you didn't know that this was shot on film and let's say the film grain was gone it, right. it would look digital because yeah. of the the colors and the contrast and right and yeah lighting. and it's like the exposure is all real nice and mm-hmm. stuff it's mm-hmm. just like yeah but it, and it's because it's very natural looking yeah absolutely. so like it's not absolutely. doing like a crazy thing it's just kind mm-hmm. of yeah if you know if you know then you know but it doesn't have to be yeah, which no, which kind of takes me into a really interesting point with this film because I'm, it, it's a weird mix, and I say this in a good way. It's a weird mix of reality and fantasy, because uh-huh. usually musicals are more on the fantastical kind of point of view, right? Because right, you know, it's it's all kind of you spontaneous. Have to suspend your disbelief a bit. Suspend your disbelief that everyone's just kind of going about their business and people are just singing. Um, and uh you know some moments are a little bit more 
you know, wild in this film. Right. Uh, and, but it also, like you were saying about this natural look and the costume design is so real to the aesthetics of the film and where they are, you know, on, on the island and everything. Um, and it, it tackles very real world issues. Mm-hmm. There are some, there are some interesting, uh, you know, following the character camera work too to make it seem like a long take, but yeah. it's not really a long take. Um, it's just credit to the editing there. So yep. it's really interesting. There are reality, or excuse me, uh, elements of reality for filmmaking aspects, but then the subject matter, um, while it also has elements of reality, is also kind of fantasy at the same time because yeah. it is a musical and it does go to crazy places, but it has it, it has a story that's grounded in reality and factual, you know, yeah. things that actually happen in the real world. And things that people can relate to at the same time. So it's a really interesting dynamic between those That's two. That's a cool way to usually, put that. Yeah, they usually, um, you know, are opposing each yeah. other. Reality and right. fantasy. And we can kind of separate movies and you go, dramas are usually a little bit more in the reality realm. Action films a little bit more fantastical. A few exceptions here and there. But this is an interesting kind of the mix of the two. Yeah, I feel like um, I definitely agree. And... It, yeah, it is. It does do a kind of cool thing where you're like, if it, it like looks and feels sort of different, but in, in the same way, and it, but it goes together really well. Um, earlier, I was watching a thing that said, now, now I'm at the concert scene, and it said maybe the concert is based off like a Bob Marley concert. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, I could see that. And it was like, I guess, because you know he was very like politically active and mm-hmm. and, and his music and stuff, and um. Uh, but it was like there was he wanted to have a concert for peace or something, and then you know it would be it became politicized even though it was sure. not politicized by him, but other people made it seem that way or or Man, turned isn't it that into the that. world we live in nowadays. It really feels like <laughs> I feel like it, especially this movie when it came out was very kind of like you know obviously we're we're mid mid Trump presidency or whatever. So like everything is feeling super politicized and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it felt very appropriate, but um, either way. So yeah, this Bob Marley thing happens and then uh, it was like, they wanted to call the concert off. And then like the day before, like people went to his house to try to kill him and shot him. Mm. And then he still had the concert. uh, And like the next day was some like election or something. And then they were right. 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 I don't know. Interesting. But, Either I can way, definitely see that translate into this movie. Yeah, there's a, there's some that. there's some like parallels there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was another one that that I'm blanking on now, but uh, yeah. So I th- I think they are taking like real things like that and just mm-hmm. you know making a folktale around it, kind of thing. Sure. Like yeah, yeah. 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 Zhuzhing it up to be a little bit more kind of you know Accessible. removed from reality. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where it's kind of it's like fairy tales it in such a way where you're kind of like not being like hit over the head with politics and sure but it is like that very you know very invested in this discussion of politics at the same time you know totally i think those are the best those are the best examples of of movies that can you know talk about deeper issues but are also entertaining at the same time you know, it, even even documentaries can do this as well, which a lot of people think documentaries are boring or they're just they're just educational or informational. They can be entertaining um, and also very, you know, 
they, they can educate you in, in ways that are different than just a standard documentary would. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll have things that'll make it more accessible. It's exciting transitions or cool interviews or just yeah. a wide range of stylistic elements that you put into an entertaining documentary that also informs audiences on, on some important topic. And I think those are the best kind of films when you're discussing, discussing, important issues of the time right uh-huh. where you can make it accessible so that many people can see it and maybe those thoughts will start to come into their head but it's not so explicit that you're not getting a little bit you know overwhelmed yeah. i think sometimes i check out of movies like that because and like i said the whole idea and concept of i go to the movies to escape i think is a little yeah. overrated totally. but sometimes you don't want to watch something as heavy either you want to watch something fun entertaining but also gives you time to think yeah, and those movies I think work really well with audiences and gets gets things stirred and and you know right. just the thoughts it's like and, uh, and everything. Sugar to make the medicine go down or whatever. Yeah, sure, exactly. And I think if this movie came out, and this is fairly recent, but if I think if it came out in today's social media, and like again, this is just a few years old, but if it came yeah. out in today's social media that we've been seeing for the past maybe half a year, mm-hmm. this would be meta, and it would it would be like a game changer, and yeah. and because there are more you know progressive people in power nowadays than compared to 2018 2019 when, uh-huh. when glover's america stuff started coming out um there might be calls for more uh in, you know investing in unions right. and, and and uh and delegates and and just just this overall kind of thought like about how, uh, the work the workplace what did what what happened with Judas and the Black Messiah? They took the they took the Hoover there, name yeah, off the building. Yeah, and you well, and you a, a bill. I think it was an old bill that was reintroduced mm. because of the movie about right. taking J. Uh, Edgar Hoover's name off of the the FBI building because obviously he was he was a very good guy. He was uh, right. pretty evil. Yeah, um, and I don't think that's really a a big deal to take his name off either. I know I'm sure it'll get strongly politicized. Yeah, that type but, of stuff is always to me. It's like. It's fine. Like, yeah, that was nice yeah. that he had it named after him. It's the, like, it, it says more to like, and not to minimize what it does to take it off, mm-hmm. but also it's kind of just like, yeah, get over it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna take. I it mean, off this movie is point. is very similar to that that yeah. that story anyway, too, um, yeah. because yeah, the totally. the guy in charge had the uh, revolutionary wax uh-huh. basically and, yeah. and tried to stop the revolution obviously that right. didn't happen in either case in this film or I'll, or in the actual story of judas and black messiah so yeah just also like i was saying earlier where it's kind of like there's not anything huge happening but the stakes feel crazy where mm. he wants to have him killed because he doesn't want people like late to work on sunday like <laughs> <laughs> which is like yeah it's also just like showing how like wild the like work kind of mm-hmm. and disjointed is he is where... from his employees right you know? and it's yeah. just like well it's a sunday nobody should <laughs> just give him a sunday off but like that's how extreme uh, he is too where it's like yeah. it's production 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 money right revenue, exactly everything. the attitude um, of that yeah one thing i really like in the concert scene is where rihanna can start to tell that something's going wrong and she's yelling his name yeah and then the yeah. audio cuts out and he and he's kind of standing there for a second before yeah, the guy pops up with like the gun. A shot and you're kind of like maybe you can like hear him breathing a little bit or something but then it's like 
yeah then you kind of you're like oh wait did like they just all cut the music and everybody in the crowd got silent because she yelled that's what it sounds like that's what i that's what i thought when i was first watching it yeah and then but everyone's still moving in the background like dancing right yeah yeah like slowly fades back in and you're like oh that was just him having like this frozen Mm -hmm. moment and then and then the gunshot that's super cool yeah um uh a point again about about uh the employers here and how disjointed they are it, yep. it, when he offers him obviously the office of mr red yeah. is super nice looks right. like his air conditioned probably um that's not how it is for the rest of the island and he offers him juice right he offers denny mm. juice and he seems to be like wait what like yeah. juice like what right. are you talking about kind of thing obviously he probably knows what juice is but he's yeah. he seems surprised by that which sounds like that's a luxury item uh-huh. that is not very common in just yeah, a common huh. household uh you know that they just live in society and, and right. they just can't get juice i guess yeah which is interesting so I, I guess that maybe shows the kind of power that this guy has over the entire island to just to right. show you even as something as simple as juice he controls and he owns it as a luxury and it makes That's it seem so much more special than it takes it, it all is. from the docks yeah <laughs> yeah right and he's like, juice? What is what yeah. is juice? What is a juice? You know? Totally. <laughs> what um, is a juice? <laughs> now I'm at the scene yeah. where he's like running and it's the rooftops and it's Dude, just, I like, love the moonlight. lighting for that too. Just the moonlight. So cool. Yeah. Super cool. Like I said, just so different from the rest of the movie too, mm-hmm. where like really kind of This is thriller. This is thriller at this, yeah, at this yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very, very interesting. It, it's really brief too. It, the chase doesn't go on for that long. No. But there are moments where you think, okay, he's got away. Like yeah. when he, when he, the first guy, when he fires at, on the stage yeah. or he fires to Denny, who's on the stage, I was like, he got him. Like yeah. he was right. right there pointing the gun at him. How did he miss? But then Denny kind of runs away and says, okay, he's okay. He didn't get shot. And then he's kind of hiding for a second. Right. And then, right. and then bang. And then down. Said, just said bang like seconds after he got shot. And he's like looking at like a blue bird on a chair mm-hmm. and like he's, it's almost like he has it's this blue moment again. of like. Yeah, the blue, and then it's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, is that like a like a peaceful little moment that he has, and like, mm-hmm. or just like bird a bird of freedom, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and then he gets shot in the back, and then he's like laying on the ground, like reaching up to the dude mm. who shot him, and then dude walks slowly over to him, shoots him again, mm-hmm. and then just walks away. Yeah, ouch, bummer, and big then, bummer, big bummer, and then we get this scene of uh yeah the the big boss man uh like having like a nice little morning and he's like yeah. oh the guy that i didn't like got killed i'm gonna have the best day everybody's gonna be at work on time today yeah and then he's like what a naive idiot yeah gets to work <laughs> nobody's there and then yeah. he he he's martyred like, him <laughs> he martyred him yeah and this dude also has a bunch of caged birds yeah this is a very Weird. like caged birds outside even which seems like cruel but like you can see this is where you're supposed to be but yeah i'm not letting you out i feel like this movie is very like just so ripe for like all sorts of symbolism that i am probably missing out on and also don't really like to like read into too much and i just like to kind of let it happen but this is like one of those ones that i feel like would probably be really good to like show in film school like yeah and it's short yeah, in short, film school, so, everybody loves short movies because right, they always exactly. have to watch so many. <laughs> and in film school, everybody loves Donald Glover. Yeah, oh, dude. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like super cool. It's It says a lot. It's brief enough. It's mm-hmm. like tight enough of a package. It all looks honestly very doable. 
there's nothing yeah. crazy happening yeah. it's no like special effects or anything you know you got to get locations and extras and stuff mm -hmm. but aside from that it's uh very like accessible where you could even picture yourself making it if you can sure. write a good enough story it's very like yeah 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 story story wins and then everything in the mm -hmm. movie music too is, is a big age for this one yeah that yeah. too but like yeah but even then it all works so hard toward the story that it's uh mm -hmm. yeah the, the challenging thing is always coming up with a good enough story that yeah you don't need to go big you can right you can focus on small things and i think that's uh -huh. That's like a really main, like a big goal for a lot of Hawaii filmmakers is trying to yep. make more indigenous stories and local stories that that you can personal easily stories. film here. Personal stories that you can easily film, show at festivals, get some recognition, and then work your way up. You know, start yep. start small. Um, and even then, that's like uh, it's challenging, super challenging, the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, at at one level or another, but then it's like. Then you get really good at that. You think of somebody like Taika Waititi, not from Hawaii, but an indigenous mm -hmm. filmmaker. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, then he goes on to make these huge movies. He does yeah. Thor. He yeah. does, like, you know, all of his own IP kind of stuff. You know, Jojo Rabbit is really big feeling. Yeah. But absolutely. also he just, like, approaches it with, you know, the, like that type of, like, indigenous storytelling or, mm -hmm. like, you know, small personal stories. Um even with Jojo Rabbit, he is like a that Jewish is so man, personal. He, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah. And then it's just like when you have something that scale, if you can approach it from like a grounded personal level, it's gonna be way better. Absolutely, yeah. And I even think like, although Jojo Rabbit had a pretty sizable or you know, a pretty good budget, it's still a small enough movie. Like, it's not Transformers, right? It's not it's not huge blockbustery explosions kind of thing. Um, it's not even it's not even like a 1917 right which right. i think is a, is a fantastic film it is a mix between big blockbuster action and art house drama yep um but but jojo rabbit is small in scale enough where it's more of a personal story and and this kind of dynamic right between his the kid and his his imagination and and world war ii and nazi germany and everything yep um but but yeah anyway talking about personal stories i think this is one guava island that kind of personifies that too where it's it's so small scale where you're not you know worried about going over budget or or big studios kind of regulating what you're doing um it's more focused on characters story and music right which is and i think like he's really great at childish Candido, yeah so yeah. super and like i bet it also helped that it was like in cuba so there wasn't like a whole bunch of people like getting like paparazzi style behind the scenes stuff sure. of rihanna <laughs> and donald glover making a movie together are they like, working on something yeah together? so it's like they they even tonight. like yeah yeah <laughs> even just in that sense they they've made it in such a way where they got to keep it really small and contained mm. right until it came out so there was no extra hype or anything like crazy yeah or oh, rumor has it that donald glover and rihanna yeah. are dating yeah seen, right? on the, seen on the beach yeah <laughs> sitting together at a picnic yeah like I said, I think there was some uh, sort of article or something I read, but mm. like a while yeah, not a lot of marketing for this movie. Yeah, no, I think I yeah. saw maybe like a blurb about it. I think that's, that's just like when you mentioned just, it to me, I was like, oh, yeah. I think I kind of heard right. something about this, but not it's no trailer, no like, footage, or anything. Just like having confidence in your thing, and yeah, obviously, sure. you know, like you said, star power, or whatever. They kind of know it's going to get seen either mm -hmm. way. But like, yeah, I I wish more people, even without their star power, would kind of just 
let their thing speak for itself and just put sure, it Sure, sure. Yeah. And like you said, sometimes they're not allowed to just let right. it kind of go because they're yeah, forced exactly. to, to promote or whatever. And look, you got you got to do what you got to do to get yeah. your projects going. If it is with a big studio or if it is an indie film, you know, whatever way you can to, to get your passion out there. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Now this movie, um, kind of wrapping up here, but this movie is mm-hmm. only available on Amazon Prime, Amazon and you have exclusive. to be a uh, a subscriber to Prime Video, so you can't just like buy it for a couple of bucks or like rent oh, it really? for a couple of bucks. Yeah, you have to be subscribed to wow. Prime Video. Yeah, that's really funny. interesting dynamic that they have. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, I yeah. That's... I, oh, you know, when it first came out, I think it was available for like eighteen mm-hmm. hours um, for free. One of those. Yeah, where it's just like, hey, drop and watch this for free. Dude. You know, no ads too, I think, either. And it's just right. like check it out. And now it's just a subscriber exclusive to Amazon Prime. So I remember when I first saw it, it was uh spring semester, uh, twenty nineteen, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I was working on a project that will remain nameless that I did not like at all. Uh <laughs> and um it was just I I got like a lame role that was you know with Mm -hmm. good intentions from sure sure. teachers name redacted uh but uh i was not super stoked on it and i just was kind of like bored on it like i just kind of wasn't doing much and i was really just it was like my second to last semester and i was like i'd want stuff that i'm so proud of to leave school of course yeah yeah. and it kind of just wasn't happening that semester and i was kind of like all right whatever uh but and usually like you know how i've talked about before like i would always like wait till the end of the semester to like watch a thing i really wanted to watch yeah have like my whiskey and i'd like make a whole thing yeah 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 but this one when it came out it was like the night it came out i kind of just put everything down i was Mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna do any homework Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna think about this project that i was at earlier today that i don't want any part of anymore this is just an hour yeah yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna watch it i'm gonna do it and I'm going to have my whiskey now, even though it's a school night <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice time. It was cool. Awesome. Yeah. This is, um, pretty digestible film. Like you said earlier, it's, yeah. it's, it's easy to, to watch or just to pick up on the weekend or something. Um, you know, maybe if you're, you're, uh, in between, uh, you know, uh, going to work or you got some time to kill in between a class or something just pop yeah totally about yeah, you hour, really could so. you really could <laughs> yeah and it doesn't again it doesn't challenge you so much where you're like rethinking your yeah. life for anything where it's just or the concept of reality and you're just like shook from it yeah right uh yeah but it is it is very powerful and inspirational at the same time so yeah cool okay um any final thoughts before we close uh, Feel like there's probably something i'm forgetting but there's always right and once you yeah. get off the air it's gonna be oh yeah should have said that said uh-huh that. but yeah really cool movie you should definitely watch it sorry for the spoilers damn we yeah. should put maybe well I'll put, you know deep dives deep dives yeah they always have spoilers i'm gonna them, record so. a little thing right here i'm gonna say there's spoilers in this one <laughs> watch it first i'm gonna copy and paste that to the beginning it'll Sounds also good. sit at the end here but yeah because you know hopefully we'll see if i remember <laughs> yeah here's the dynamic of editing here is yeah one eleven eleven. that's how i remember it was like a perfect time code one there you go there you go awesome okay so that's gonna do it for uh this episode and for us this week uh thank you so much for listening um and uh if you did watch the movie 
uh, and then come back to listen to to the episode yeah, yeah, yeah. do deep dive. We really appreciate that too because thanks sometimes, for putting in all that effort. Yeah, geez. yeah, yeah. We we appreciate every listen, you know, and and definitely duration of listening to is, yeah, is right. appreciated. Um, yeah, this one this one wasn't as long as some of our other deep dives too. So I think we have to yeah. have a nice yeah, nice time. Go. So yeah. All right. Um, so remember, we're dropping here on uh, Fridays. So we got a new episode uh, every every Friday. All podcast places and then on tuesdays eric and andrew on the music podcast um you know they always got some great stuff going on it's about to be eric month over there i don't really have a full game plan for eric month but we'll (laughs) we'll see what happens oh man i mean i'm excited because i i drop a listen you know or you know i am an avid listener of the the Um, show too so (laughs) an avid listener yeah Yeah, avid listener and um Uh man i can't wait to see what you're gonna do with just yourself it's Yep, just gonna be you going man what was i gonna say i forget that uh uh-huh. mm, let me look it up real fast and i'm yep. killing time as i'm looking it up and <laughs> yep that's what we're gonna do sweet okay so look forward to that everybody tuesdays uh-huh. music podcast with, with yeah, there sure. um <laughs> thanks sweet all right uh thank you all for listening again um and uh catch you guys in the next one see ya later <laughs>